Movies. <laughs> movies. It's movies. It's definitely movies. It's always movies. Yes, every time. Your friend in thick and thin, sick, sickness and health. Whoa. Do you take these movies? Are you married to these movies? To help you get through your life. <laughs> That's the question. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, if I... anyone knows of any reason, a fault or impediment, why Whoa. these two should not be joined together. You and movies, let them speak now or forever hold their peace. I'm listening. Everybody, I think, have you ever been to a wedding? Ever been to a wedding? Uh-huh. Where, and that's part of the ceremony. Right. I think they've taken that out for the most part, though, right? I don't know. But it's still there. Yeah. And then the bride and groom both swivel around. Turn. I can't do it because I got a mic, but yeah, yeah, turn yeah. around and look back. Right. Okay, fine. Turn back. Right? Yeah. I've been to a lot of like weddings of show people, you know, like yeah. actors dramatic and stuff. People. Yeah, yeah, dramatic. Yeah, expressive people. Nobody's ever done that. No, 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 no. I'm but in every film, it's yes, done. Yes, of course. It's like a Chekhov's objection. Right. <laughs> yeah. The priest says it. That's why they took it up. The priest says it. Uh-huh. I feel compelled to say something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? You have to like bite your tongue. You just want to just want to yell... You know, something r- ridiculous, you yeah. know, like... Grim's an alcoholic. Yeah, right, 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 right. Uh, exactly. Uh, sorry. Whew. Sorry. Just I've got you, Tourette's. I was just to wait for you guys to turn around. Yeah. <laughs> We're just seating right now, so... Uh, gosh, we did it again. Did we? How did, how, did, how did we do it again? Watch some more movies. Oh, well, yes, of course. That's the only thing there is to do. Yes, I know. Um, we got to fill the time somehow. For now. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> a little bit punchy. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. Mika's uh, excited. Am I? She's excited to talk about her pick for today. Oh, okay. We watched a a really good movie today. An all-time classic. Inarguably one of the best movies ever. Mm-hmm. And we watched Cabaret, too. <laughs> and so... Okay. I thought we would just there. give one movie, ironically, uh, room to breathe, and uh, <laughs> probably talk about Cabaret first. Oh, really? Okay. We'll do my pick. All right. Let's switch it up a little bit. Yeah. You're liberated. <laughs> Fine. You, let's do this. You, you jimmy the lock on your cage. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Let's talk about You ever seen Cabaret? No. My first time. Me yeah. either. Yeah. At, uh, speaking of show people, like a lifetime of being familiar with the play, with the songs, with the story. I just never <laughs> sat down and watched know. Bob Fosse's 1972 film, Cabaret. And I went through this huge stint when I was a kid of just going through and watching musical after musical after musical. Like, you know, anything I get my hands on. I don't know if... Maybe it was too racy, but I don't think I ever reached for Cabaret. I don't think I ever went there, and I don't know why. Might have been too racy. Uh, well, and we can talk about that. Like, maybe at, at the time. About right now. Yeah, maybe at the time it was. So I'd heard, I don't know if this is true, and I don't know if they keep documentation of this, but I'd heard that it had gotten an X when it was officially um, submitted to um, the MPAA, mm-hmm. which 
Eternal Punching Bag on this show and yes. on this network. Mm-hmm. Talked about that before. Having seen it, what? Yeah, I know, right? What? I, I know. I know. When did uh, Bonnie and Clyde was like 67? What was Bonnie and Clyde? Oh, that's, Around a, that time. that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. I think so. And it was, and, and I mean, that was like probably worse than that, right? In the first like 30 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, There's a lot of violence in that film. Um, um, yeah? Yeah. Well, we can just stop and talk about that if you want. No, 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 no. That's a, that's another show. Um, yeah. All but... right. Well, I'll, I'll take care of it then. Okay. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, Cabaret, uh, a young British writer, moves to uh, pre-World War II Weimar Republic Berlin. Uh, to He's working on his PhD, mm-hmm. but he's also just – you get the idea he's that he's – teaching English. Yeah, he's teaching English to for money, but he doesn't really have to be here. He's here to – to sample the nightlife and to, you know, get it's get like some uh, culture. Yeah, it's like Moulin Rouge, you know, when oh, Ian sure. McGregor's character moves to Paris because that's where the artists are. It's that right. sort of thing. And he moves into a boarding house. He meets a woman named Sally Bowles, who's an American who is a, a cabaret singer and works at the Kit Kat Club. Yes. Uh, the titular cab- cabaret. Mm-hmm. And it's a story of them f- sort of falling in and out of love and, and dealing with the um, politics of uh, pre-war Germany. Yeah. And also just the changing sort of nature of their lives and relationships in the early 20th, 20th century. Mm-hmm. And um, the decadence of uh, pre-war Berlin and the decline of pre-war Berlin. Right. And money. Yes. <laughs> and Joel Grey. Yes. And a Absolutely. hot orchestra. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And that's it. And that's it. That's it. Cabaret. The end. Yeah. Um, very, I thought it was uh, very entertaining. Um, I've never I seen mean, the stage show. No, I haven't. And seen I wish I had. Either. Right. But I, but the stage show, I bet the stage show has changed quite a lot. Because they changed Probably. the stage show quite a lot to do this mm-hmm. and long story short you know uh, bob fossey directed it yes um he had previously directed um a movie version of sweet charity in the, in the late 60s okay. which was a huge bomb and oh. so it was uh tough for him to get this now it, now you look back and what do you think of when you think of cabaret you think of directed by bob fossey somebody in a bowler hat dancing on a chair right oh, i mean yeah. you just think about fossey. Sure. yeah um but it was hard for him to get this and i think when he did get it he fossied the hell out of it, obviously. But yeah. also he he wanted to it to be a film as well as a musical. Yeah, sure, sure. And sure. so we weren't gonna do the thing where people are walking around and talking and then suddenly they break into song, which you have in the original version of Cabaret. Um, the stage show, you know, it was all gonna be diegetic. Yes. So I all the music is yeah. in the club. Right. And it comments and on what's going on. Yes. One man, two ladies. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You know, it comments on it, but but yeah, but it's all the music is all in the club except for the Nazi song at the Oktoberfest. Yes, yes. uh, Which is very jarring, and uh, and yeah, and so I I bet if you go and see, you know, if you saw Sam Mendes's version, or you just go and see it now, they've probably worked a lot of that back into the show, right? Because it's almost like probably yeah, because. Like Fosse, you know, going on and doing things you know, like Chicago, for instance, mm-hmm. that's all it's all told in song, basically. I mean, it's, yes. you know, it's there is no outside at all. He's like totally merged the two. The storytelling is through the song. So, right. Um, what's my point? I don't know what my point is. My point is, is that I think the acting parts are kind of boring. <laughs> I think Aww. the music is amazing. 
I wish that the entire movie, yeah, I kind of wanted it to be, I, and I had, not having seen it before, I always pictured it as a Chicago-esque kind of thing where yes. everybody's on stage all the time and right. then they tell the story that way. Minimalistic, that sort of thing. Yeah, um, which it's not. No, no. Uh, no, we, we leave and uh, Michael York, who I love uh, to yeah. death, yeah. but is pretty flat in this movie. There's not a lot for him to do. Right. Um, but that's what he, the character he's given in the... Uh, right. And right. then, uh, you know, and then Liza Minnelli is like, well, aren't I so crazy? Look at how crazy I am, Brian. <laughs> and, you know, and then that for 90 minutes and uh, an abortion and then it's over. <laughs> like, it's just... I know. And you're kind of like, get back to the club. <laughs> Sing the money, money song. Well, I, I, I liked it. I was, um, I don't know. And I, not having seen it, sorry, yeah, one sec. And not having seen it and knowing um, what a talent Liza Minnelli is, um, yes. winning the Academy Award, uh, her face is on the poster, um, the Louise Brooks haircut, uh, the Lego hair, helmet hair, you know, the yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. You'd think this is going to be wall to wall, her shaking it and singing on stage. And it's not. No, like, for it's the not. star of the cabaret, she must take like a huge leave of absence because she's rarely, she's on like four numbers maybe. Yeah, no, that's correct. And then Joel Gray does like all of them, more or less, unless, um, instead of the one, except for the ones that it's just her. You know, he's yeah. he's in, in all of them. Uh, and he's fantastic in this as well. Uh, I think he won two, an Oscar. This won eight Oscars. Wow, that's um, crazy. It's 1972 though, so. Oh, the right. Godfather? Yeah. So it did not win Best Picture or Best Actor. Uh, but I mean, unless you put up Joel Gray for Best Actor. Uh, right. You know, yeah, right. Brando, it's not Brando, be Michael York Brando took it down. One. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I think it's still the picture to win the most Oscars without winning Best Picture. Oh, really? Yeah, to huh. sweep without sweeping, basically. Okay. Okay. Sure. But yeah, it was um, critically acclaimed and it was a huge success for everybody. And yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and. And, and I, I do think that the songs stick out, um, and, and the the uh, the dancing is great in it too. Um, there, there's like this really great. I think it's one of um, it's one of Sally's like first numbers, but like the other dancers are on the stage too, and they all are doing dances with a chair. They're the dancing with a chair, song. yeah, yeah. Um, and her moves are separate from their moves, but they're all like super stylized and really cool, and like. You know, um, the other dancers are like laying, they're on their stomachs on the chairs and they're hitting the stage with their hands and they're doing kicks and Mm -hmm. it's, and it's all timed and they're all doing it together. And it's, it's, it's very cool. Um, I mean, do you think, do you think, I mean, it's, it's, it's very like, do I like influenced somewhat by, by, by Brecht, this, this German like uh, theater movement sort of thing. Yeah, I think Lottie Lenya was uh, played the um, the owner of the boarding house in the oh, original really? stage version. Yeah. Oh, I didn't uh, know a that. character that is totally cut from the yeah. film. Uh, right. There's not. There's a whole subplot where I think uh, the, the 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 movie is a, is a synthesis of the stage show and then the original material. Which was um, the Berlin Diaries of you know Christopher Isherwood and uh, I am a camera, okay, uh, and his and his work and in that, uh, or sorry, in the stage show, there's a subplot where the lady that runs the boarding house is dating like a Jewish man and the sort of 
oh. interracial romance is, is focused there. But I they see. cut that and cut that part and everything and then brought in from the I Am A Camera um, the friend who is learning lessons and then he's yes. learning the English uh, lessons. secretly a Jew, but he's, um, yeah, and he's courting the uh, heiress. Right. Okay. That's all from the book. Okay. Which, uh, it's boring. Is it? Have <laughs> so, you read it? Well, here's the deal. I I was in this show. I was in a play based on I Am A Cam- Camera. Okay. And I read the book. Yeah, sure. And it's like when you think about like, oh, it's... In cabaret, yeah, uh, it's. I mean, it's it's kind of dry. Oh no, <laughs> it's, not, it's not that great. Oh no, I mean, it's. I don't know, maybe for some. And Christopher Isherwood um, really didn't like. He thought that they had really kind of perverted, not pun not intended, his uh, his his uh, picture mm-hmm. of pre-war Berlin. Oh really? In cabaret, he's it's too glitzy. It's too people were a lot poorer because they talk about like. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of talk about money in this movie, and it's yes. like, we're going to get three marks for this, marks for this, marks for this. And at this time, like, Deutsche marks are worthless. That's the oh, whole problem, right? I see. Yeah, so, that's not really emphasized. No, that's, that's kind of off. I mean, you could definitely, if you were somebody who was a struggling cabaret singer, singer you'd definitely be looking for, like, a rich guy to land with mm. because mm. of stuff like this. But, yeah, it was just, it wasn't, he just thinks that they made it, like, too cool and sexy. And it's like, dude, you sold your book for a movie. Like, what? <laughs> You what do you think, think was, was going to happen? happen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the the rich guy in this movie, like, Max. I really, I don't think you're supposed to like him that much. But like, so at, well, at least at the beginning, I, I didn't really like him because Sally and Brian were obviously together. And this guy knew that and did not care. And that's what I didn't like about him. Right. Um, but I think. You said something. I don't know if you want to share it right now or not. Why don't you steal it? I, I don't want to steal it. You said something very poignant about the character of Max and how he affected the other two. Well, and... I don't know if this is what's intended. I mean, Max is clearly um, politically ignorant, but I, I don't think that that's his focus at all. So, no. But he's still got opinions. And throughout the play, we see in the margins and you know, and uh, filling up the stuffing up the cracks in this edifice, um, the the Nazis. You know, we yes. see the rise of of the right and uh, beating people up and all that. And Max at one point espouses a opinion that was popular at the time, which was we don't want communists. Mm. These guys hate communists. We're going to let these guys let sweep the, the communists clean up out the communists, which is and then we'll just suppress the Nazis. Right. Which didn't work out. No. Um, as we know now, uh, and he looks really dumb, you know, ironically uh, with hindsight. But no, my idea was that like he comes in and he ruins Brian and Sally's relationship. Right. And he does it completely because Brian, as we know, and I, I don't I mean, you can, it's easy to say that he's gay. It's shorthand to say that he's gay. That's, I think that falls short for two reasons. One. Yeah, I did. Too. Of course, everybody's on a spectrum. Right. And two, he doesn't say that he's gay. So we don't know. Right. I mean, we know that he doesn't know what he wants yes. and that he's had unsuccessful relationships with women. And so this one is going good. Fine. Mm-hmm. And the movie doesn't like say, oh, he's really struggling with it. And we do see yeah. that he's struggling just in general with the way his life is changing, his being in love ostensibly with this girl that he can't control. And then also, yeah, yeah attracted to Max, too. Right. And so you've got him. He's 
He's gay and he's trying to be straight. Once again, I'll go back to the simplified thing. Uh And Sally needs money and she thinks that she's the most bohemian, like, whatever, it's cool. Just do this, do that. She's screwed a lot of men or whatever. Uh And Max comes in and he's this rich guy, but he's more bohemian than Sally and he's more gay than Brian. You know what I mean? Like he kind of outdoes them both. Yes. And totally upsets the fragile sort of thing that they've got going on. And then they've got to go back and be like, well, great. Now what? Right, and then he he basically exits, the and movie. then he just takes off, and then he's like, "No, nah, I'm done with you guys." Yeah, yeah, and uh, and then she finds out later that she's pregnant, and you know, Brian is like, "Well, do you know whose it is?" And she's like, "No," um, which, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to like say whenever there's a love triangle in a movie, this happens, but this is. Like we saw something oh, similar drawing, in Blue uh, Valentine. Right, just just saying. Not that like Blue Valentine was like, oh cabaret. I don't Blau, think so. Blau Labens, yeah. Yeah, right. right. Um Yeah. <laughs> like to see somebody compare Blue Valentine to Cabaret. Yeah, right. Well, you just did it. Um <laughs> So so yeah, I mean it's uh you know, it's I mean it's great. I don't know what to say. Yeah. I feel like I, I would damn it with songs. faint praise. Let me give you some weird praise. Let me um Ooh. Corkscrew this into here. Uh oh. And let me finish. But check this out. Remake Cabaret. Now listen. Listen listen to me. Yes. Where are you going? Uh, Sit I, down. Okay. Clearly, you can't top m- most of this film. Yeah. You can't. Mm-hmm. We all know, like, it's a performance of a lifetime. From Liza Minnelli and Joel Grey, uh, would, and Joel Grey, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I got and who like held on to this role with both hands. Yes. You know, he originated it. He knew he was good at it. Yes. He was so good that the producers we, we were basing it sort of around him. They knew they had him, and I think that Fosse didn't in the in the way that he wanted to change it. He wanted to change some stuff. Get rid of the way that the guy, the MC, was usually played, hmm. and maybe thinking about doing it himself. Oh. And the producers are like, "Tell you what, uh, you can have Joel Gray, or we get somebody else to do this movie." Yeah. It's like, okay, <laughs> what well, Joel Gray? Joel is. Gray's in. Yeah, yeah he knows the part. Right, knows all the lines. Um, this play wants to be, or this movie was definitely edgy for 1972. It wants to be edgy. Everybody remembers it as being edgy, but you watch it, and it's not that edgy. Right. They got away with just about everything they could in 1972 to right. the point where one of the big blow ups between Brian and Sally is that Brian slept with Max, too. Yes. And I'm not saying we need to see that explicitly, but no. it is almost you you kind of have to pull that just out. get that through osmosis because they can't say anything about it. It's heavily implied. And it's but also not stated. At yeah. All. And also, you know, like we're supposed to see, OK. Uh, Brian you know, gets in a fight with some Nazis or we see a dead body or, you know, the film closes with us focusing in on, you know, the fact that there's more Nazis in the crowd here in the right. club. Right, right, right. But I just think that there's so many ways that it goes into and there's so – and Isher would wanted it to be darker. Mm-hmm. If you did it now – It would be edgier. You could do everything that you wanted to do. They've already done this on the – you know, the stage show is really kind of raunchy now. Mm-hmm. And not saying raunch is the only thing that you need, but you could – give the picture of the sort the of the dirty jewel of pre-war berlin you could do the whole thing yeah you now could. you could never i'm not saying put 200 million dollars into it and it's the next cats and you're going to try to make this the definitive one right, right you right. just take it in okay there's already a cabaret so 
do something else. In fact, right. here, here you go. Don't don't do the musical. Oh, do a straight movie. have songs, but do a, a dramatic version of it with song. <laughs> this look, this gets every time I try to explain this, it gets more and more <laughs> twisted. But like with songs, but have somebody else write new songs or adapt songs that would be in cabaret songs of the time. Sure. I guess it it doesn't work. <laughs> it doesn't work. It's sort of like when you do like Wizard of Oz. Nobody's going to ever remake Wizard of Oz, except mm-hmm. we have different versions. Tin Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Return to Return Oz. Return to Oz. Yeah. Yeah. So give us a Return to Oz cabaret. That's what I'm saying. Okay. What call up fruits of bulk? Oh, give her the haircut. Whoa, we don't know if she can sing or dance. She, she, yes, she looks kind of Liza Minnelli. Why does Sally Bowles but... have to be good? Shouldn't she be like bad? Shouldn't she like not be very good at this? Oh boy, isn't that more pathetic? Um, that's part of my thing about how it's Liza Minnelli. I mean, she's amazingly talented and beautiful, and she's like, guys, oh, I never find a guy that's into me or whatever, and I'm working at this horrible club. Work at some different club. Move to America. You're beautiful and talented. I know. I'm supposed to believe in the fiction of this show that you're not making it for some reason. Right, right, right. She wants to be an actress. That's her big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. But she moved to to Berlin and she's into the cabaret thing. I don't know. Berenson? Berenson? Is that the name of uh, Mariah? Berenson is the the count or the the heiress. She was um, uh, Lady Linden in uh, Barry Linden. Oh, um, Marissa or something like that. Yeah, I think she, her her name Natalia is yeah, in this in, in the this play, movie or the movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, sure. um, she's good. Um, it's uh, twenty twenty minutes or so. Are we good? Anything else to say? <laughs> uh, I mean, watch it's, it. like, it's my thing. It's like cabaret. I mean, we can just sit here and do the whole show if you want. Yeah. But right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's watch it. It's great. Yeah, you got to see it. Yeah, I, I definitely. And I can't believe. I haven't seen it up till now. Yes. But that's what the show's for. Yes. Speaking of which. Yeah, my oh list. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. What came off the list today? Well, today we watched uh, Splash. <laughs> yes. Yes. Ron Howard's Splash. Ron Howard and Brian Grazier. Uh-huh. A, a drop of water falling into a pond simulating the... The synthesis of ideas or whatever oh it is. Uh, yeah. It's one of the best movies of all time. <laughs> it wasn't. Oh, no. Ron Howard. Yeah. Um, if, if nothing else, mm. this movie is a fascinating picture of a New York city that does not exist in any way anymore. Well, there's that's a, true. There's a part where they come out of Bloomingdale's and they walk into Times Square and she's just kind of like, what's that? What's that? It's like, well, it's not an M&M store. Yeah, right, and it's right. not a Fox News uh, video LCD billboard. Right, right, it's right. It's just sort of like a place where a couple streets meet. Uh, and there's, a, there's, there's porno theater still, although there's less of them now. Uh-huh. And then there was a, I thought it was fascinating, there was one sort of regular movie theater, well, regular, uh, that they see when they're in this pizza place. You yeah. see through the window. Right, and they're right. playing Evil Dead and Extro. <laughs> Whoa, I don't even know what Extro is. You know, you, and you never will. It doesn't oh, matter. Okay. But yeah, I just, well, that New York does not exist anymore. <laughs> and even as they're uh, heading for the for the docks or, you know, going go to the Bowery or whatever, yeah. um, as they're going down the um, 
with street or whatever it is. Yeah. Jefferson, I don't know New York all that well. Um, already there's empty lot, empty lot, lot full of debris. Like they have been knocking down all the buildings along the waterfront because those are all going to be things now. So right, right. And they are now. right. Yeah, right. Splash. What happens? Um. Basically, um, Tom Hanks uh, goes to Cape Cod. Scene one. Okay, all, all right, all right. It's all Tom, sepia tone. Tom Hanks falls in love with a mermaid. Yeah, okay. Splash. All right, somewhere in between those two <laughs> is where we want to hit it. Um, and John Candy's in it. And John Candy plays his brother. Because um, I don't think John Candy could quite hold his own movie yet but it was coming it was coming very soon yeah he he plays his screw up older brother um and who's definitely going to jail for the rest of his life right (laughs) um i hope they i hope you get penthouse in leavenworth yeah i know right um what's gonna happen to their business oh boy did not even think about that that matters that's the that's the best part yeah so they run and operate a produce business oh no we are going back to it i don't know um so okay basically when when tom hanks character alan was a kid he no now we're going back again oh is, is it too much i don't know what's too much and who not doesn't enough. know what happens in splash okay all right you told me to go back you told me to do more no i, I jokingly okay <laughs> i can't tell when you're joking sometimes so well we've only been doing this for like seven years uh no he's just he's a he's in he's in New York he's he, New York he lives yeah. in New York but he he loves the sea yeah and then a lady walks out of the ocean uh-huh. finds him and well, he they immediately yeah. have sex I know right uh there's there's there are no conflict in this movie whatsoever the Not conflict really. comes in the last ten minutes yeah otherwise it's he he she meets she finds him right away yes. they. They have sex many times right away. Yep. She learns English immediately. From TV. Uh, he's like, I don't know. I don't know if I could ever tell a woman I love her. I love you. Yes. Let's get married. Yep. Eugene Levy, Levy captures her. I feel bad. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, it's no, it's a, splash. A history of things going fine. <laughs> Well, she's all worried about telling him her big secret that she's a mermaid, but yeah. Which, we don't even think about the implications that all come in at the last two minutes of the movie. I know. Which is, you know, if a fish and a bird fell in love, where would they live? Yeah, Uh, exactly. And she's like, no, no, if I have magic powers, if you come with me, you'll be fine. And I kiss you, you can swim and breathe underwater. Yeah. And it's like, Del Toro, you son of a bitch. This movie is like the fifth element meets the shape of water. Yeah, yeah. Shove that up your blowhole. <laughs> wow. Right? Yeah. Who is this beautiful girl? She talks in nonsense. Oh, yeah. she found the internet. Now she can talk. Yeah. And then they just, uh, they'll never understand our love. And yeah, yeah, are you yeah. doing a fish? Yep, yep, yep. And then the, the human can breathe underwater at the end. Yeah, I know. You people, you people, and your love for that stupid movie. <laughs> but we're not talking about that. We're talking about Splash. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, what do you got? Uh, Tom Hanks didn't pee in this one. No, <laughs> you're right. He Although not, he did, maybe that does not. Come he did later. his other uh, famous thing, which was that he did a restaurant bit. He did do a restaurant bit. <laughs> right. 
Yeah. Like, that's what, switch that with a Sally bit. Yeah. And then, you know, she eats the lobster. I don't know what she's having. Right, right, right. Exactly. There's a, there's a, um, I can't remember who, so no plug, but there's a guy that does um, media analysis on YouTube, Mm -hmm. which if I had another hand and, you know, 18 more hours in the day, I'd totally want to do. And he talks about how check please is not even, it's gone past joke. It's gone past tired joke, past meme, and somewhere into, like, cultural artifact. It doesn't even mean anything anymore. Right, right, right. You know, right. and somebody does something or whatever. And, and then that somebody says, check, please. Yeah, or like, yeah. <laughs> or you put it in, you should put it into classic films. That's the next step, you know. So Michael comes out of the bathroom, right, kills Salazzo, kills the cop. Right, 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 Check, right. please. Yeah, right. <laughs> it just doesn't even mean anything anymore. No. But this is 1984, so things still mean things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that's sure. uh, that's something I noticed about the comedy in this film is that you know a lot of it's just oh it's a crazy it's a crazy situation I know and that's what comedy is yep yep <laughs> John like, Candy he's just so he's doing weird things yep look at him look at him I know he's got a scarf on I know and that's comedy like him and Tom Hanks are playing racquetball and he's like <laughs> smoking yeah. and then he's like oh do you want a beer it's like what what are you doing yeah. why are you a, a cooler full of beer at the gym because <laughs> that's comedy yeah exactly uh yeah and then like eugene levy is at the dentist for some reason at one point and he like grabs the 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 novocaine <laughs> well, or whatever that, right but that's stage four of a five-stage plan i know because he's it's not enough to have john candy he's also fit the physical comedy guy yeah yeah and yeah, so yeah. it's it, it's oh sorry I meant to say it was Shape of Water Fifth Element and uh, the Roadrunner oh, okay. because he's yeah. he keeps trying to you know g- get her wet or whatever yes so she, to ta- prove her fish tail will come out that she's a mermaid and then he just yeah. he accumulates injuries as he goes yes and then it culminates in him falling into an open street elevator which yes. again this is just a New York City that does not exist anymore <laughs> I know. um I mean entertaining it's (laughs) fun but you're right there's really not any conflict and like she tells him you know if you decide to come with me and and i give you the magical kiss or whatever you can never come back so bye bye your brother who's in jail forever you can never ever see him again and like at first he's like oh i'm not gonna do it and then he's like oh i'm gonna do it right and now we're in water so downside how are we gonna have sex we were enjoying all that Daryl Hannah sex. Yeah, now what? Right, 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 uh, right. Upside, Atlantis. Oh, did I bury the lead? 20,000 leagues under the sea? Yeah, we, we don't even know that that's a thing. <laughs> Suddenly it's until just like, the end of the movie. Oh, oh, also there is a uh, magical it, undersea kingdom. Atlantis. With and, singing crabs. Yeah, uh, and has anybody given the magical kiss to a human before? Is he going to be the only human in Splash this? Splash 2. Oh, boy. There, there you go. couple things. One... I'll never forgive my cousin for lying to me and saying that they were going to make a Splash 2 where they search for sunken treasure. Oh, my gosh. I've never forgiven him. No. I think about that to this day. Oh, wow. How good that would be. And uh, number two, there is a Splash 2. It was an ABC movie, TV oh, movie. no. Starring Amy Yazbeck as Madison and somebody, somebody as, uh, as Alan. As Alan. And it's all about how he misses his life in New York, you know, and he misses uh, Charlie or whatever John Goodman's character's name is. Yeah. And John uh, Candy. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Now that would have been something else. 
you know, him doing the Swedish bits. Yeah, and, yeah. right. <laughs> they printed my my penthouse letter. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and it's just like he learns to, I don't know, appreciate the sea and the land or, I don't know, it just, I, didn't, I never saw it. Right, right. Well, uh, Speaking silly. of John Candy, there there's a thing in this that is John Candy's bit more than anything else, more than him going, okay. <laughs> you know, doing that like laugh where he's like, <laughs> yeah, right. A big part of it's visual. So the people at home are missing it. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but also the thing where he get, at the emotional turning point of the film, he's he has a serious speech. You know, so sure. it's like, hey, I'm a funny guy, but this, this is a serious this speech. This is very important. Like, no, go ahead. Go make fun of me. I can take it. You know, for the planes, trains, and automobiles. Yeah. And uh, in Uncle Buck, there's probably one. I can't think of it right now. Uh, give me another John Candy movie. Uh, trains, planes. In, no, I that, just said that one. Yeah. In uh, Only the Lonely, John Candy. No, I don't know. But anyway, in this, he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, love. That's how it works. Everybody can be loved. Well, that's not how it is for me. Right. You don't understand what you've got. Just for some reason. The only serious speech. We've all had fun here, but listen, listen to me. This is important. Suddenly he's like Elvis Costello. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And and, and it takes Alan going home and seeing the mermaid fountain that she bought using his money, which is just another, like, silly sight gag. But, you know. There's a pump. Where's the pump? How is it hooked up to his? And there's like, like twelve lights on it. So I know. like, does that just come out of the building's grid? It doesn't make know. any sense. It does not make any sense. Out of the various fish out of water films, yes. And boy, how much coke were Grazer and Howard doing? I know. Somebody said fish out of water, and they're like, oh, "Hold on, wait." <laughs> but out of the various fish out of water films, how does this? How does this do? How does this stick up? I mean, stack up. Whoa. <laughs> like when they're like, ABC, NBC, the BBC, the AP, and Mrs. Paul's I know. called for you. I know. I think Gordon Fisherman would be a good one, too. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Um, I mean, I think it's pretty good. I think I like Little Mermaid a little bit more, but like the, I mean, the, the, the Disney You're putting one. them in the same. I'm not just saying literal mermaid movies. I know. You're saying like act, like fish out of water type stories. Yeah, like My Stepmother's an Alien or um, Coneheads. They don't all have to have Dan Aykroyd in them. Uh, <laughs> you know, like just the, having like the, wow, she's going to. Because to me, I know this is 84. Um well, there. This didn't kill that kind of movie. There are a lot of. In fact, this probably oh, inspired sure. a lot of these movies. There are a lot of movies like this, but even in '84, I think that bit had been done. Yeah. And I almost feel like, and I don't even know who the screenwriter is. It could be somebody. I don't want to look it up. I don't care. But it could be somebody famous or talented. But I almost feel like the movie's like eh, nobody really cares about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Because they blow through so much of it. They do, but they like do it. To, but they like do it to go to nowhere. Yeah. Like it doesn't. The movie is. How long is it? I'm going to look up how long it is. Um, it I think feels... it's just under two hours. Okay, well, it feels really long. It does it? Does it? I think it probably could have been shorter because they get through all this stuff thinking, okay, because there's better stuff to come. There's going to be wild uh, misapprehensions and goofy antics. and No. There isn't really. I mean, she eats a, a lobster's like shell. Yeah, and, and they do 20 things that they should be arrested for and... It just kind of keeps going. And I feel like they strip all that stuff away because, okay, here's all, this is all we have left. Is she going to tell him or not? Right. 
And that just that, you know, becomes the active conflict in the last 15 minutes of the film. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't really matter because he's like, Daryl Hannah, of course I'm going to go out with her. Are you crazy? Right. Let's keep her dry a lot of the time. Big deal. (laughs) Which we have to address the Disney Plus uh, controversy. Oh, yeah. So I think it. It, the film is was originally rated PG. Yeah. The, okay. So this is a so, comedy from the eighties. Yep. Ron Howard. Yep. Um, and nobody thought anything. I mean, there's boobs and ass in a comedy. It's just, it right. just happens. Like nobody thought anything about that. No. And now it's on Disney Plus, and I haven't seen. I've seen clips on YouTube. I haven't seen everything, but. Um, you know, they've tried to censor some of it. Like there's a scene where her she's butt, basically. Yeah, she's at the Statue of Liberty and her butt's there, but her butt and boobs are all over this thing. Like they got their work cut out for them, right? Well, yeah, and I, I guess like they actually made her hair longer right, in the that's, Disney Plus version and yeah. then like they like CGI'd it out somehow, like like made it all like smooth or something like that. Like it doesn't look like there's butt cheeks there or something like that. Right, right. But I'm just saying, like, it's, it's not... Just silly. N- no, and nobody would think there's... I don't know, there's like a swimming clause, I think. Because remember, nothing was HD back then, so you're just right. going to lose a lot of detail. But th- there's a swimming clause. Uh, James Bond figured this one out a while ago. There's okay. always, like, ladies swimming underwater, you know, with no shirts on or whatever. And, you know, it's no it's no big deal. Because it's like, well, you can't see anything. And it's like, well, I got a pause button, and, and I'm 10. <laughs> And I know you can. Oh my goodness! But uh, but nobody, yeah, just nobody cared. No. But now Disney Plus is just like the most powerful entertainment company in the world. I know. And they can just do whatever. People got so mad when Steven Spielberg took the guns and made them into walkie talkies in ET. Yes. And like this is just happening. People are like, yeah, yeah. Complacency is going to kill us all. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's. I think it's silly. Hey, and listen, I think listen. He said, oh, we have a good time and we joke, but listen to me. Yes. This is serious. <laughs> well, I think you you were, you were saying about it, like, just don't put it on your service if you have an issue with it. You know, like, why are you changing things? Because they own it. and Yeah. But... And they've always owned it. It's Touchstone. They've owned it. That's why he sings Zippity Doodah for well, an was, hour was, in the film. I know. <laughs> um, anything else? Sexual politics? Oh, boy. Uh... It's not like she, if you made this now... And I'm not making fun. I mean, maybe it's a good idea. But if you made this now, he would be the CEO of a company. She would show up at his work and he'd be like, oh, she's my uh, my, my, my partner. She's my partner. Mm. Uh, wait, do you even tell us there, are there foreign investors? And then she becomes, you know, the head of the company. It's a company that makes digital gugas or something like that. And she's like, well, maybe we should do this. <laughs> I guess that's kind of big. Yeah. <laughs> Right, but instead she's just like, "Hey, you're naked. Everybody loves taking pictures with a naked lady." Yeah, and then you can be naked in New York, can't you? Probably not the whole thing. Probably not. Um, and then they, uh, and then she sees Bloomingdale's, and so she goes and she's got his credit card, and she just goes shopping for most of the movie. I know, and he's he's politically he never, from like, a sexual perspective. Yeah, not great. No, or not not great, and. She she never gets in trouble for using his credit card. He's never like, you know, you shouldn't do that. Or, you know, uh, he runs a semi-major produce distribution company. I think he's doing okay. I guess. I guess. Um, I guess he's making the big bucks. Uh, he making the big bucks? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> what? I don't know. He's making the big bucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a spicy fish ball. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I would have 
like to see more um, crazy antics, you know, and like more of her like not understanding things. Like there was like a bit like really early on in the movie, which was like I was predictable. I knew it was going to happen, but there's a revolving door in his building, and she goes all the way around. You know, yeah, I saw that in a Star Trek episode recently, <laughs> so it's not that great of a bit. No, I know. Or it's just something in the middle where I know they go ice skating, yeah, and they make a big deal out of how it's cold. But there's when I was six, five or six years old, I was in a play uh, that had a um, ice rink, and you couldn't put ice on stage, mm-hmm. so you got this um, polymer, this plastic called glyce, <sighs> and it's just basically like a soft, you know, plastic. Sure. You spray it down with uh, silicone or something like that, uh-huh. and you just skate on it. It looks like ice. Uh, you know, I mean, they cloud, it's just white plastic. It's cloudy right. plastic. Yeah. So that's clearly what it was, but whatever. Just instead of that, like they go, well, I guess you wouldn't go to a public pool on a date, but they go to a. a they, she can't get wet. They so. go to a, yeah, but not chlorine for fresh water is fine, right? Yeah, I In guess. fact, you could even do a thing with that. They go to a pool. A kid's drowning. And she jumps in and tries to save the kid. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. So either they have to, her tail comes out and they have to like hide it or something, or it doesn't come out and she f- finds out that she's not such a great swimmer in human form and that he's got to go in after her, mm-hmm. but of course he, he can't, can't swim. swim. And then wah, wah, they're all sitting, you know, on the end of the ambulance with towels around them later. And yeah. <laughs> or just like, like, you just think there'd be, uh, this is what you're saying. You think there'd be more bits. Yeah, or why not go to like an aquarium? And she's like, "Why are they in tanks?" I'm sure why there's probably they... a deleted scene. Yeah, yeah. Of that. All right. But what what did they cut out of this movie? Yeah, I know. All right. What a <laughs> what a splash! What a splash! I I think it's fun. Um, it's not. <laughs> you don't have to justify your I, choice. I know. I tried to remake Cabaret about a half an hour. I know ago. you did. So yeah. Um, I think it's fun. I think it's a it's a watch. But that's, that's I like me. It. <laughs> Now, if they'd walked on the ocean, that would have been something. Whoa. Whoa. Definitely. They didn't. <laughs> well, uh, I think that's it for us uh, this week. Uh, this week. Uh, th- this <laughs> it's this episode. No week, so we're going to be coming yeah. back yeah. sooner than you want us to uh, with something else. Um, did I say that fact that, oh, yeah, that I had, um, this isn't Hollywood, but I picked a film about performers? Yes. Yes, you did. So, so so next time, next time, you got to make... Air Bud. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Hey, wait. Careful. <laughs> Check yourself before you end up watching Air Bud yourself. Okay. Yeah. Maybe not that. Yeah, maybe not that one. Maybe, maybe choose something else. <laughs> All right. Well, you're free now. <laughs> I'm releasing you from your prison. You can go back to whatever oh, you were doing. Oh, thank goodness. Wow. Uh, that's it for us. Uh, we'll be back with another co-videos probably sooner than you think. And until then, we are signing off. Keep watching movies. Keep yes. washing hands. Yep. Keep being well. <laughs>